welcome to my podcast, my very first podcast, um, and I'm just going to call it Unpacking with Lulu for now, but as I go and find my style, I might change that name, and Unpacking with Lulu will just be about discussions about everything in life. And it will just be a series about different topics. And the first topic that I want to start with is childhood trauma, like unaddressed traumas that specifically, you know, um, were introduced to us or brought onto us by those who were supposed to protect us, such as our parents, our guardians, or whoever raised us. And the first subtopic of childhood, of um, unaddressed unhealed trauma that I would like to talk about will be um, and I'm just flipping through my notes it will be <clears throat> daddy issues and this title will be titled daddy issues So guys, feel free to interact with me. Uh, Find me on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. I haven't made a Twitter yet, but maybe you guys can convince me to make one. I just don't know how to use Twitter. I know, I'm old. But find me on um, any social media platform. Um, I unpack with Lulu. Um, and just support, you know, share my podcast, like my social media and interact with me. And if you have topics that you would like to see me explore in my podcast, feel free to tell me that, you know, and I will explore it because you guys are what make these podcasts, you know. So I want to talk about podcasts that you uh, topics that you guys are interested in, and I'm starting off with daddy issues, and we'll just delve deeper into how um, daddy issues affect <laughs> almost every single area of our lives, and if we don't address it, you know. If we don't address it and we let it fester into our lives, that will really, um, it will ruin us eventually, you know, um, but without further ado, let's start it off. Um, my earliest memories with my dad. I, when I look back at my earliest memories, like I see a, I see a great relationship. I see a great father and daughter relationship. Granted, my dad did work most of the, a lot, you know, he worked a lot. He would be gone from like four or five in the morning before I woke up and he would be back home at around like six or seven and my bedtime was around like 8, 8, 8.30. So like I didn't really have a lot of time to spend with my dad. 
um, during the working week and that's probably why I think that my relationship was great because I do try to see like has my relationship with my dad always been broken like this broken but you know I just remember my dad being a hard-working um, caring he he's always been a disciplinary but like I remember him being a caring person you know a hard-working caring person loving uh, God-fearing dad and that's my earliest memory of him you know I remember I would always run into his arms and hug him whenever he would come home from work and um, I would always help him remove his shoes you know whether it was the rain season and he's wearing his boots or it was just the regular season, you know, and he's wearing his um, tennis shoes, you know, I would always help him remove his boots. And that was like our time to bond because I wouldn't see my dad during the day because he would be at work. And my dad was a like a sales merchant um, back home. We, I, we grew up in Zambia. That's where I was born. And for you guys who don't, who might not know where Zambia is, Zambia is in, um, southeast africa and that's where i was born that's where my parents raised me and my siblings and um my dad was a merchant he just sold he sold various things he sold like food and other things you know and that was um that was his livestock for him and our family you know for him and his family and um yeah, so the, I'm just taking you guys to a little background of me and my dad, you know. Um, I first started noticing, like, the abusive behavior of my dad when, um, when we, when we moved from Zambia to Alaska, and... <laughs> Yes, guys, yes, we did move from Zambia to Alaska, and Alaska has been our home for the past, like, 13 to 14 years now, and, um, in part, I think my dad just, he missed his lifestyle back home in Alaska, in Zambia, and he didn't know how to properly address that or how to deal with that, you know. And so he just, to me, I think, he never admitted this to me or anybody that I know, but that's my theory. I think he missed his lifestyle of being a merchant, of, you know, he was working Monday through Saturday. My dad was at work. The only day that we got with my dad was Sundays. And even on Sundays, like we wouldn't get all of him he was also a deacon in our church and he would preach a lot you know he would be occupied with like the church stuff so even on Sundays like we would wake up we would have breakfast and he would have to go to church you know and preach and prepare prepare a sermon and be you know one of the pastor's right hand man and you know he would sometimes stay there a little while and when he would come back home, obviously, my mom, his wife, you know, wants to spend time with him as well. And so, um, I think that was a little hard, just that sh- uh, shift of him always, like, at work, 
him always at church to him now being in Alaska where his life became very much sedentary you know for for like a year for almost like a year because you know we had to do these processing things we had to get these various shots we had to go to different classes before um we were allowed to like get jobs before my parents were allowed to get jobs and before we were even allowed to start school so I think that took a toll on him for the worse. It took a toll on all of us. It was different, you know. It was we were in a different environment. We didn't know anyone in Alaska. We did not know anyone at all. We didn't have family. All of our family um were back in Zambia and Congo. And so I kind of I started noticing a little bit more as I started growing, you know, like I started noticing my like, dad is my dad is you know, I start. I became really, really scared of my dad. Like I, you know how when you're younger, you are kind of you're like scared of your parents, but like you're just scared. You're not scared like they will harm you. Scared, you know. You're just kind of like, oh my gosh, I don't want to get grounded. Type of scared, you know. But that's not the type of scared that I was. I was scared that my dad, you know, my dad might break my arm or my leg, or might disable me, you know, like permanently disable me, because the way he took out his anger, the way he disciplined us, it wasn't from a loving heart, he was just purely abusing us, you know, Um, and the older I got, the more I realized, like, hmm, the more I started like looking back into my life and seeing these red flags, like I remember the earliest memory of my dad being, of me seeing my dad like being abusive was, um, it was one time in Zambia. I know like this clicked when I was in a, a um, when I was in Alaska, actually, I was trying to just piece back and look back like, has my dad always been this angry has he always been like this violent you know and I don't know why this memory popped up and how it popped up and how it was just stored in the back of my brain until that moment you know and I just remember my grandparents were visiting us from Congo and my grandparents my grandparents and I and my siblings were sitting in the living room and my parents were in their bedroom and there was like a hallway that I can look into, peek through, and kind of see, like, the door to their bedroom. And I, and, like, I was sitting right there at the opening of the, I was sitting in the living room, and I could peep my head in, like, the hallway and kind of see, like, the hallway and see if my parents opened their bedroom. And I saw them, like, arguing, like, my mom had gotten out of they were trying to keep it low I don't know if I was the only one who heard them I find it hard to believe that I was the only one who heard them I feel like everybody heard them and everybody was trying to act like everything is perfect and trying to ignore it but I just saw my dad I think he had like a towel in his hand and he was flicking it at my mom not like in a playful couple's way but like in a I want to harm you type of way you know and um 
but that's just the earliest memory of me just seeing red flags in him. And then another thing is I remember my sister, she was, we were not allowed to date at all. And she got a boyfriend and, you know, my parents found out and my dad just took it overboard. He, um, my sister was really scared because she knew that he would beat her up and for simply getting a boyfriend like you know most of us are just scared that our parents are going to tell us to break up with the boyfriend you can't see him but no my dad was going to beat her up so she ran away and she went to go live with um our cousins and my dad was so angry and pissed off like he took all of her stuff and burnt it like this man lit a fire outside and burnt her stuff and I just remember this was um my parents my grandparents were still there this was during the time that they were still there visiting and he just had this big fit through all of her stuff burnt it even his parents couldn't calm him down and um I've always asked myself that question like you know, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt as well. He is human. I don't know what his parents' uh, parenting style was when they were raising him. I don't know what unresolved and unhealed traumas he has from his parents, you know. And so every time I I start getting to like that point of uh, me being so stressed and angry with him, I have to remind myself like, I don't know what he went through. Like, I'm not making excuses for him, but it helps me to just stay calm and not grow bitter inside, you know, because I don't want to be, I I don't want to be the person that he was with me and with my siblings and with my mom, you know. And so I'm just like, I don't know what unresolved traumas he has. And I remember I confronted him earlier last year about it. And I brought, I brought this up. I was like, I don't know what traumas you haven't healed from your parents. I don't know what your parents put you through, you know. And, like, he shut me down um, (laughs) expeditiously. He shut me down. But we'll go into that um, on another episode. Right now, I'm just giving you guys, like, a background. And um, so, yeah, that's what has been going on, you know, in my life. And I've always tried to mask my life. Like, I have this perfect life. Like, my parents are good. But my parents, they're good. But they also cause me a lot of pain. You know, they have been a big source of, like, a lot of unresolved issues and a lot of pain that I've faced, you know. And um, I can finally admit that, you know. I can finally admit that and just be honest with myself. Like, yes, I love my parents, but they caused me a lot of pain. And, um, you know, my broken relationship with my father, it didn't just stop right there. You know, it didn't, it wasn't just like affecting my relationship with him, but it was affecting every single relationship that I formed, you know, whether it was a romantic relationship, a, um, friendship relationship a co-worker or associate relationship like my 
broken relationship with my dad affected every single relationship that I had. And it's really, truly sad because (laughs) um, it did take me a while, you know, to answer those questions that I always had. Like, why are you constantly running away from love? Why are you constantly running away from friendship, from companionship? Why do you have to ruin good things? You know, and um, I want you guys to understand that I'm not here to blame anyone. I'm not here to blame my dad for my failed, um, my failed relationships, my failed, um, you know, my failed aspirations or my failed anythings. I'm just here to unpack and um, hopefully help someone in the process of me unpacking you know, my issues, my traumas, how I dealt with them and how I'm currently still dealing with them, you know, and um, what I've had to just remind myself throughout the years is that healing is not linear, at least for me, healing is not linear. My unpacking as well is not linear. Like every single day, I will learn something new, something will be revealed, you know, Um, Sometimes I feel like, wow, I've really made a lot of progress. And other days, it's like, wow, did I even make progress? Because, you know, I might might catch myself, you know, I might hear a sound. And that might, um, you know, I might hear a sound or smell something or see something. And it just takes me back to this dark place. You know, it just takes me back. It gives me these flashbacks. And I'm seeing my dad beating up one of my siblings or beating up my mom or beating me up or spiritually abusing us, emotionally abusing us, you know. And it's like, I have to ask myself, like, well, did I even make any progress? But in reality, yes, I have made a lot of progress because there was once a time where I did not want to admit that, you know, my dad caused me pain. I wanted to remain in this bubble of perfection and, you know, um, lie to myself and the world that I have a perfect dad, I have a perfect life. And it's like, I don't know who I was trying to lie to because, <laughs> honey, now that I look back, it's like, man, I just, you know, I honestly don't know who I was trying to lie to. And I think in part that just comes from like how I was just scared. I was scared. I didn't know how to properly address this. I didn't know how to tackle this. You know, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know who to confide in. And um, I remember the first I've only ever opened up to outside of like um, my counselors or therapists Uh, I've only ever opened up to one person in my life about um, my dad. Like, I've never sat down and just talked to a lot of people like, hey, this is what my dad put me through. And it was so refreshing. It was so refreshing. Like, I was scared, obviously. Like, you're like doing something new. You know, it's you're going to be scared. And I was scared. I was like man, is this person going to look at me differently? Is this person going to judge me? You know, and I opened up to this person and I love how they received me. 
you know, even if maybe they didn't know, they didn't know what to do or how to respond, I'm glad that they responded the way they responded. They just hugged me and let me cry it out in their arms, you know, and I just, I needed that. I appreciated that. And um, to this day, they are the only, that's the only person that I've ever opened up to, to this day, you know, um, besides my therapists and my counselors, like I said again. And I hope as time goes by, you know, I can find more people. Well, you know, I'm already finding because I'm opening up to you guys. And wow, that's crazy. That is, (laughs) I'm really proud of myself, you know, and um, guys, thank you for just tuning in. And, um, you know, I hope that as this goes on, you know, we can both grow and learn from each other and with each other. Um, stay blessed, stay safe, and remember, don't hold it in. If you're not ready to tell someone, write it down, all right? But you need to take it out. You need to get it out of your system. Write it down. You know, you can save your notebook, or if you don't even want to see it, just write it down and burn it. If you can, though, write it down and read it and feel it. Healing is not easy. Healing is hard, you know, and you're unpacking from things that you probably, you maybe have buried for years and years. It's going to hurt. You know, you're pulling at these scars and these scars have not healed properly, you know, and that's okay. That is okay. Take the first step, you know. Whether you can, you know, whether you can afford to go to counseling, go to counseling if you can afford to go to counseling. You know, if you have someone in your life that you trust, that you love and you know that they generally, genuinely love you back, take that first step to open up. You're never going to know how someone is going to respond until you open up, you know. Um, write it down in a notebook, save it, burn it if you have, you want to write it down on a plate and break it, you know, just, um, please properly discard of that plate, you know, (laughs) don't, um, don't throw it somewhere where you're not supposed to throw it at, um, but I love you guys and I want you guys to heal from the things that, you know, you never properly healed from, 